episode of the bloodlust and bourbon podcast my name is steven i'm hannah i'm troy and today we're talking about a christmas classic yeah christmas classic i guess it's christmas (laughs) well there's a christmas tree yeah there's a christmas tree in it it's a christmas horror movie right yeah yeah it's 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 got snow in it and it's got some decorations yeah. Oh, there's some. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about some... Jack Frost from 1997. Yes, a year before the other Jack Frost, Michael Keaton came out, which I learned something about that movie that blew my mind. Um, oh, no. But we'll get into that. Yeah. No, just one little fact. It's it, it, that. Did you know the movie? The budget for the Michael Keaton one was 80 million dollars, <laughs> which. If you've seen that movie, I don't understand how it was that much. That's like that should be the same amount of crime. That's like the same amount of money like a Marvel movie gets, pretty much. Yeah, that's a lot of money for. <laughs> I know it just blew my mind that it was. That. I was like, excuse me, it's how much for that in '98? <laughs> Eighty million dollars, and I, you know, I just, I just can't wrap my head around the head around that. Okay, well. You know, that's that's certainly a budget. Uh, all right. So before we get into that movie, let's get into what we've been watching. Uh, Hannah, what have you been watching? Oh, this has been a really good month for movies. Uh, the first one that I want to mention is from one of my all time favorite horror directors, and that's Travis Stevens. Uh, He he has a new one coming out this year, and I was really looking forward to it. His previous movies are A Girl on the Third, or The Girl on the Third Floor from 2019, I believe, and Jacob's Wife from 2021. His newest one is called A Wounded Fawn. And this one was, I feel like it's closer to The Girl on the Third Floor, but it's also a bit of a departure from his previous two it looks very much like um, a 70s movie. It was shot on film. It's kind of gritty looking. It's very surreal. The basic plot of it, it doesn't sound that um, novel. Basically, a woman who's kind of been disappointed in love goes on a date with a man who we've already seen kill a woman. So we know that he's up to no good. 
uh, she goes on a weekend trip with him out to a deserted cabin. And one of, one of my favorite little Easter, or I guess not Easter egg, but like little bits of symbolism in it is he says something kind of creepy. I think she wants to stop because she says she needs to pee. And he's like, oh, can you hold it for a little bit? Because we're, we're not that far from the cabin. And she's clearly uncomfortable, but says, oh, okay, I can. And then it cuts to like a whole row of red flags that are blowing over like a car dealership or something. It's like, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> she should just insist now. This is not a good, not a good sign. Uh, but after, you know, he kind of shows who he really is, it gets super surreal and dreamlike, and you're not sure what exactly is going on. I think by the end, it very much resolves itself to where there's absolutely no question of what it's been. But it's very trippy, very sort of artistic. Uh, again, it's if you liked The Girl on the Third Floor, you'll probably like this. I definitely like both of his previous movies better than this one, but I did like it quite a bit. To me, Travis Stevens is what everyone thought Joss Whedon was before it turned out that he like had harassed people on set and abused his ex-wife and all this stuff. Like He is very much my feminist male director and i love him very very much i'm gonna be very disappointed if it ever comes out that he's not okay uh i definitely recommend this movie a lot uh another one that i liked a lot and this one surprised me is cruising from 1980 so this is an old one. Hell yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i know and troy you had made i assume a joke Recommending people watch this on Thanksgiving with their families? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yes. Um, uh, fun fact, you should probably not watch that movie with your family, <laughs> especially on Thanksgiving. Um, yes, I don't that. know why not. <laughs> no, I had no idea. If you can't why watch they... this with your family on Thanksgiving, then I don't know. Get a new family. <laughs> Get a new yeah, family. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't heard of it, it is an Al Pacino movie where he plays a cop who goes undercover in like a sub sub area, I guess of Harlem uh, to track down a serial killer who is killing gay men. And he's killing gay men in like S and M clubs. So it's very much like, it's not the gay community at large. This is not your sort of, um, gays who are trying to blend in or be you know heteronormative this is very much your queer people who are trying to or are not trying to blend in who are like out there and being on the very edges of whatever they want there's a lot of leather a lot of public sex uh, it's set right before the AIDS crisis, which I'll tell you does give, as a modern audience, it makes it a little uncomfortable to watch because you're watching all this anonymous sex and public sex and casual sex and just going, ooh, in a couple of years, all this is going to get real bad for, for all of you guys. Uh, but one of the things that I really, really liked about it is that it's very joyous. And if you're going into it, it is... Uh, it 
it got a lot of um it was very controversial at the time it garnered a lot of protests a lot of gay groups didn't want it to be made i will say i'm not a gay man i'm a pansexual woman but i found it to be actually affirming to the queer community just because the gay men in it were just so happy <laughs> and they're just out there living their lives and they're clearly not representative of the entire gay community but regardless they were just trying to be themselves and be happy and again they're not like the heteronormative gays but they still deserved respect and happiness and again just to just to be themselves and to do what they want without being stalked. And I gained a lot of respect for Al Pacino because this is the third movie I've seen him in where he played someone who was kind of either queer or a queer ally. There was a Dog Day Afternoon where he has a a transgender boyfriend or I guess girlfriend. Yeah, um, girlfriend, yeah. Girlfriend, yeah. Chris Sarandon plays that person who is uh, needs money for a um for gender or um what do they call it now sex affirmation surgery i believe gender affirmation surgery yeah gender affirmation surgery gender affirmation and then uh steve what's the other one injustice for something all. you showed me it's injustice for all justice for all where he uh ends up representing a i think queer sex worker and that one's a little little hairier i think i think it's not quite as um queer positive but it's at least sort of on the on the edge i, I like al pacino i think and cruising is really really sexy there's a lot of just really really hot scenes of these gay clubs i definitely recommend it it's trippy and twisty some of it's hard to follow because all the queer people look alike and I think there's a point to it. So I kind of put up with it. Uh, I definitely, definitely recommend it. It is totally worth a watch. Oh, and fun fact, it's directed by the same guy who directed The Exorcist. Yeah, William, uh, William, Friedkin. William Friedkin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Friedkin, if you ever listen to this, where the fuck is my 45 minutes extra of the club footage uh, that he cut out? Yes. I, I, I want that footage. Give me that footage. Yes. I don't like why i get it's mpaa and all that but like yeah because they had to cut out 45 minutes to get a rated r and you still see some guy getting like tied up and fisted in a club so i definitely want to know what that was me i was the one getting fisted in the club (laughs) (laughs) you're way older than i thought troy i know well i never reveal all my cards so Yeah, but freaking give us the 45 minutes. You know, somebody just do a good, like, Blu-ray of this. I know that I think one of them already did a Blu-ray. Yep, but they sure, a, I have it. Uh, Arrow did it. Arrow did it. Well, give us another one and yeah. give me the extra 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> yes. I just need to see Supposedly that. Put it, fucking, been... put, it on, put it on Pornhub. I don't care where you put it. Just put it somewhere. <laughs> Um, supposedly it's been destroyed but hopefully it hasn't because yeah. i would also love to see it it was a super super sexy movie i don't believe i don't believe it <laughs> and the third one is going to segue into steve's watches because this is something that we watched tonight and that is soft and quiet and that came out this year and 
I'm not exaggerating when I say this is the scariest movie that I've seen all year. It's not supernatural. It is realistic. I'm so curious. Oh my god, it was horrifying. It takes place almost in real time. It's a group of white women who meet up uh, after school hours. The main one is like a school teacher. She gets a group of white women together and they're going to talk about forming a club. And you find out real quick what the club is. I don't know that I want to spoil what it is, but it's very relevant to today. It's horrifying. And it very quickly snowballs out of control over the movie's about an hour and a half long. I'd say the events that take place are maybe about three hours. So again, it's very close to to in real time. You mean the way minutes? it's shot? Huh? Three hours. Do you, I mean it's from what about four or five o'clock to maybe eight or nine o'clock in the evening? Oh. Does that feel right to you? Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought you said the movie was three hours long. Never mind. I'll cut this off. No, the movie's about an hour and a half. <laughs> Are we yes. drinking tonight, guys? Are we drinking? Oh, we're, yeah. we've been drinking for like Yeah, no, hours. me too. I'm, yeah, me too. I had to for this fucking movie. I Correct. Not. Yes. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, to interrupt. Yes. Yeah, it's, there's a few cuts to speed things up, but largely you are with these women for the time that it takes for their activities as things spiral out of control. It's one of the few times where I watched a movie about women made by a woman. And I was like, Ooh, I'm not on you bitches side. Like at all. I hate all of you. You're all horrible. Again, it's one of the scariest things that I've seen. The way it was shot was so realistic that it makes you feel almost like you're a part of it. And if you're a white woman, as I am, it's even more indicting, almost. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again because it was really troubling. It was really hard to watch. But it was tremendous, and I can't recommend it too much. Uh, Steve, what did you think of it? I mean, you covered most of it. It's It's the scariest movie i've seen all year it's it's up there for me like next you know next episode we're going to be doing our top uh five ten whatever um and it'll be within that somewhere but it's when it comes to like how scary a movie is this one actually like creeped me out really bad uh is that because you can like see it in reality and like you could see something like this like that's what i'm trying to understand yeah 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 yeah. see like this this one uh, i think is what's so so scary see like my mother used to say that like natural disaster movies were scary to her because they could happen right sure sure Uh, this movie is scary to me because it's already happened yes okay gotcha and and that's scary that's yeah right seated in reality in some capacity to where like you could it's not unreasonable to think like, oh God, this may happen or something. It's not even okay, hypothetical, yeah. like somewhere this has happened. Like yes. like this this group has happened, the events have happened. Like this this is not like it could happen. This is it's not based on a true story, quote unquote, but like events like this have happened. And, okay. and that, that is yeah. fucking terrifying to me. 
um with, without trying to spoil it i want to give a warning if you can't handle green room or american history x you can't handle this movie yes so there's uh, nazis in it yeah it, it's it's <laughs> okay it's rough it's a rough movie it's bad. i gotcha the dialogue's rough uh the, the the actions especially towards you know the middle and end are rough um but like that that's the only thing i'm going to say that might spoil anything is is i just want to give a warning like this this can be a really rough movie for someone uh yes it's it's terrifying it's terrifying uh yes. so the last time we talked um i hadn't finished wednesday yet i don't believe and i finished wednesday and i started the midnight club troy have you seen any of the midnight club no, I haven't. I haven't got around to it. I think I've been in kind of a um, like a slump as far as watching movies. And I'll get to that in a second. But um, no, I've not watched The Midnight Club yet. I've heard mixed things about it, so I'm curious to hear how, what your thoughts are. Okay, so I'm only halfway through The Midnight Club, and so far it's 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 good. It's fine. It's uh, it's Flanagan, right? It's Flanagan. Okay, uh, and, and then Flanagan's. Flanagan's kind of like a modern, you know, to a lot of people, he's a modern master of horror. You, you, some people disagree, some people don't. Um, and and I, think I would he, agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think on a on a logistical scale, like he's a modern uh, kind of master of horror. Uh, sure. And, and I really loved Midnight Mass, and this is his thing coming after that. Uh, and it's it's good. It's YA, and I am I'm a big supporter of, of uh, YA horror. Sure. Um, yeah. And then it comes from the book Midnight Club from uh, Christopher Pike. Uh, and yeah, it's it's good. I think it's a little immature every once in a while for me, but I think it fits really well for um, you know young adults or, or early in the early teen years and maybe like preteen years. This is a good. I feel movie. like more people should do that. What you're saying is like recognize that said thing may not be for their age range and not that it's necessarily something bad. It's just not, you can't necessarily relate to it. So I, I do appreciate that for sure. What you said. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's important for somebody to do, uh, yeah. especially if you're wanting to review something like you gotta, you gotta acknowledge when it's not made for you, um, which I did like when I watched the Twilight movies, like those were not made for me ever sure. at any point in time. But like, I was like, okay, yeah, like these are fine from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, like th those are, that's really good. Uh, the ending of Wednesday was good. It's doing really well. I don't understand why Netflix has not uh, renewed that yet. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what Netflix does. They'd be fucking stupid to not renew that. Um, but then uh, the other one I wanted to talk about from us is we went and saw Christmas Bloody Christmas. Um, and have you ever wanted to see Rob Zombie make a Christmas movie? Did you see it in theaters? Yeah, we saw it in theaters. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. I know it's on Shutter right now. Yeah. And if you wanted, ever wanted to see Rob Zombie make a Christmas movie, Christmas Bloody Christmas is your movie. Like, it's it's 100% that. Um so basically the the whole premise is that there's this company from the defense department made uh, a bunch of these like animatronic Christmas or like Santa Clauses and they <laughs> That's such a funny uh, 
and they and they yeah they like got some sort of like defense department fucking protocol going on and they go nuts kind of thing like of course the our budget would fucking go to something like that like that's not even a stretch of the imagination oh no like, of course even, our yeah. fucking budget would do that yeah maybe we could just make santa claus i don't know uh but yeah it gets wild uh the characters are great. I know Hannah wants to get into some of the characters here in a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's it's a fun, fun slasher. It's brutal. Uh, I do think it goes on a bit too long for my taste, but I, it pays off. Uh, and it does, the ending, it doesn't waste any time ending once it's finally over. And I like that. But uh, Hannah, did you want to say something about the characters? Yeah, so the main character is a woman. I don't remember her name, but I loved her. Uh, the whole thing is really foul-mouthed, and based on the reviews in the Shutter Facebook group, I feel compelled to tell you that you should not show your fucking children a movie called Christmas Bloody Christmas about a Terminator Santa that kills people. Like that's not, I, I, I wouldn't think anyone needs to hear that, but apparently they do. That's uh, so funny. Show them. I don't care. Just don't complain to me after they get. Say, it's like, Hey, you probably shouldn't show your fucking kids cannibal Holocaust. I know you're probably thinking you should, but you definitely should. Like that, that's what it yeah. sounds like to me. Like who would even think of. Can't wait to show that... a bunch. Can't wait to show a bunch of first graders, a Serbian film. <laughs> that really quick that makes me think of um i saw a tiktok who it was uh this guy was running um there's a filter and those like it's all sorts of stuff but it basically is like it will randomly show a imdb top 100 movie and it's it's made me think of that because you know what you said because he said how in trouble would i get if i showed this movie to a kindergartner on a scale of one to ten and he would Basically, a stop on a movie and say, you know, and it would have stuff like, um, it would have stuff like uh, The Godfather or, um, oh gosh, um, what's my, what am I thinking? Uh, Apocalypse Now and stuff like that. It makes me think like, <laughs> just, just imagining showing something obviously that kids shouldn't watch, watch um, two kids is just yeah. that's such a funny thought to me. That's hilarious. I love that. Um, <laughs> Hannah? Well, well, this main character who says fuck, like, it sounds like a Rob Zombie movie in terms of the foul language, which I love because I love Rob Zombie movies. If you don't, like, eh, maybe skip this. It's not quite as, like, redneck, but it is very zombie in terms of the dialogue, which, again, I love. Uh, but this character has a bit where she just goes off on all these very unorthodox movie opinions and they were like a whole string of things that i would use as hot takes and they made me so happy i'm so curious i gotta watch this now i can't (laughs) believe i'm i haven't yet well i've got them written down (laughs) so uh the these aren't spoilers like this is just a bit of dialogue Okay. Uh, the best nightmare on Elm Street movie is Freddy's Dead. That is correct. That is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> uh, it's not a wrong opinion. It's just a hot take. <laughs> the best Blair Witch movie is Book of Shadows. Oh, no. Okay. That is absolutely correct. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Pet Cemetery 2 <sighs> is better than the original. 
I agree with that. No. I agree with that 100%. Yes. No. I agree. No. That's so right. I like it more than the first one because yeah. I love I I legitimately like that movie more so. That's when that's when Edward Furlong was in his heyday. Yeah. Clancy Brown is this wacky, yeah. crazy undead uh-huh. sheriff. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, none of none of it beats Fred <laughs> Gwynn. None of it beats Fred Gwynn. Come on. I agree, Fred Gwynn. No, Fred- you're right. You're right. And, but I yep. personally enjoy the second one more so than the first one. I like the music in it more a little bit. Like I think. Not Mary. Mary Heron directed American Psycho. Uh, it was the same director for the first and second one. Mary Lambert. Lambert. Yeah. That's I know it was Mary Lambert. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Troy, you have just made every single argument that this character. <laughs> I just like the characters more. I like the wacky characters in the second one a little bit more than the, the uh, than only. The first one. She also makes fun of Blumhouse, which I'm. Uh, I like. <laughs> okay. I like the Blumhouse movies, but I'm with her. Yeah, that. yeah. I get, I I get that. The only thing she said that I disagreed with was that Alien Covenant is the best alien movie. Oh, God. No, no, no. no. The best alien movie is Resurrection. Uh, Okay. I will take no feedback on that. (laughs) We're not getting into this now. We (laughs) can't talk about this right now. (laughs) But yeah, no, it was. (laughs) So Steve kind of dragged me to this movie and I was not like i love him and everything and that sucks so i was willing to go <laughs> oh yeah no man it's a travesty <laughs> <laughs> i was like god damn it i really don't want to see this this looks like it's gonna suck but okay and i was really like resentful for the first 20 minutes because i was like god damn it i'm actually enjoying this this sucks <laughs> i love it I was really resentful for the first 20 minutes <laughs> oh, this funny. and then she went on that rant and i was like all right i give up this is good <laughs> And it it did. The last 15 minutes or so were really repetitive and they dragged, but I don't care. It was really fun. I definitely recommend it. It I'll is stupid, but it's funny. I'll be watching it after yeah. recording for sure. <laughs> All right, Hannah, you got anything else? Uh, we did both watch the remake of Goodnight Mommy. We have not seen the original, so we have nothing to compare it to. I've heard not so good things from people who watched the original one. I've watched the original one. I loved it. I've not seen the remake yet. Uh, I know what happens in the original, and there don't seem to be many changes. I liked it fine. I really like Naomi Watts. The children seemed fine in their roles. Uh, They did a really, really good job of, like, breadcrumbing the twist like i knew what was going to happen and steve didn't which made it really really fun for me because i was watching the movie and i was watching him react which was great i figured it out yeah you figured it out like 10 minutes before it happened oh yeah so i was like oh yeah i know i uh, yeah yeah, it it was really entertaining uh at some point i do want to see the original even though it's subtitled and i still like i'm not crazy about that it was fine. I do recommend it. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but you know, it's it's Naomi Watts, so it's going to be worth a watch. She's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. One of these nights, we're going to watch the original Good Night, Mommy, and then the original Funny Games, and that's just going to be. I agree. God, with half of that. I love Funny Games. 
The remake has Michael Pitt. I will watch just about anything that man is in because he was in Hedwig. And I love that. The remake is really good. I don't know if people, I actually don't know how people think or feel about the remake. I've not heard too I mean, much. It's shot for shot. So, yes. It's, yeah, it's and the same it's, director shot for yeah, shot. Like, I don't know really directed to watch it. the original. Yeah. yeah, I think they're both really good movies. And I like casts from both movies. I, Michael Pitt is really good in that movie. My ex showed me a movie with uh, Michael Pitt in it, and something like a French movie. I don't remember what it was, but it was it was all right. All right. So Troy, what have you been watching? So, like I said earlier, I'm in a I'm kind of in a slump. You know, I don't know. I'm assuming you get those two where I you just don't feel motivated to just sit and watch anything i mean maybe you don't but like for me and it's like an adhd thing but anyways i I have watched a few things um last night i caught joe bob's uh ghoul tide uh christmas special it's like the third or fourth christmas special they've had on shutter for him um and they played don't open till christmas and they played a christmas horror story which i've seen a christmas horror story i really like it i didn't actually watch it last night i did watch uh, don't open till Christmas because I had never seen that. And it, it it advertises that the movie is um, uh, associated with the producers from Pieces, and uh, that's a movie I really like. I have a love hate relationship with it, but um, I watched that. And the movie is I like the premise. I, I think the premise is good, and I, I this is a movie that. If somebody announced a remake of it, I would be so happy because uh, the movie is about a a killer who it's very simple. A killer who is targeting people dressed up as Santa Claus and murdering any Santa Clauses they see. And it takes place in uh, the UK, in London, which is really weird because, you know, they focus on or I don't know anymore. But, you know, it's like you when I when, or at least when I think of the UK, I think of like Father Christmas. Right. But I guess, uh, according to Joe Bob, Santa was something imported from the United States. Well, not not the original idea of Santa, but Santa Claus, like Coca-Cola Santa Claus, was eventually adopted by the UK. And they recognized Santa Claus like as a like more so than like the green jacket wearing lanky father Christmas. (laughs) Um, But all the people in this movie who, who were getting killed were all dressed up as like Holly Jolly Santas. It was just a really confusing movie and the ending really sucked. Um, but I liked the premise and I think it could have done better. One way it was described as like the anti silent night, deadly night. Um, I don't know if I would want to compare it to silent night, deadly night. Cause I honestly don't think that the movie was really that good. I I'd give it like a five out of 10, like, Maybe I don't know. It was, it was fine. The, the kills were interesting. Um, I was telling somebody yesterday. They were like, "Why does this person look so weird?" I'm like, "Because they're British. Because they're from the UK. Because all people from the UK look real weird. All uh, <laughs> all white people. All white people from the UK just look fucking weird. You seen Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> <laughs> he's people a great actor." People pretend he's like a sex symbol. Like you are kidding yourself. He is weird looking. He is. That is like. That is like a person that is pulled out of like AI. Yeah. AI <laughs> created a person and pulled it. That's Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, 
you know, I, it's fine. You know, people that, you know, enjoy his presence. That's fine. And he's a great actor. He's an amazing actor. I'm not arguing that. I mean, anyways, but I guess, yeah, I guess I'm not really necessarily. I mean, Americans aren't really good looking either too. Sure. No, but I just, I like, I like making fun of, of the British, whatever. I I mean, if you want to make fun of the British, look at Charles (laughs) the third, man. He looks like Dumbo. Oh God. Yeah. There's a, there's a uh, trend on TikTok going around right now where people will use these photo filters to turn themselves into a British persona. And they'll basically make their like their head longer or thinner and it's the funniest shit in the world um but yeah no i watched that and it was all right um i've been re-watching twin peaks for the umpteenth time i can't recommend yeah. that show enough to anybody uh, twin peaks is one of the most amazing things and i am a huge fan of uh of the return or season three yeah. and i you know i it's very divisive um but i i feel like it is some of the best work david lynch has ever done and i like how it's kind of his commentary on um the, like nostalgic television and how that kind of thing about something coming back, like a TV show coming back. And he, you know, kind of says, fuck you to people who are just like wanting a particular thing. Yeah. Love David Lynch. Um, aside from that, um, not a whole lot, but I've been playing a horror video game, like a really gory atmospheric horror video game called um, the Callisto Protocol. If anybody's familiar with Dead Space, it is literally um, kind of like a mix of, uh, um, a mix of the Chronicles of Riddick and Dead Space. So this guy gets uh, taken to a space prison, like this big, kind of like the 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 aesthetic. It kind of has like an alien sort of like grungy aesthetic, sort of space station aesthetic. Um, and this guy who's just trying to transport stuff gets thrown into this prison. And then the whole thing is everybody in the prison is mutating and turning into monsters, kind of like they still look like people. So they're kind of like, uh, I guess you could say like, um, like 28 days later, zombies, you know, just kind of really bad off looking angry people. It's very, 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 very gory, very graphic. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of good atmosphere in the game. I'm not gonna I'm not here to review a video game, but as far as it being a horror thing, it's really cool. Um, and then I um, got a chance to watch part of Demon Wind. Um, I know it's like tearing away my horror movie buff cred. I've never, I've never seen Demon Wind. I've seen it around a lot, and I know it's a ripoff of Evil Dead. <laughs> But what I saw of it was really good. And I mentioned that because I also played and beat another game from the creator or sorry, co-creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland. And it's this new game high on life. And there's a part in the game where you can, um, po- where you can phase in an entire movie theater into a, an area. Like it, I'm not going to explain the game to you, but once you get in the movie theater, um, the, you get an achievement that's called, it literally the title of the achievement is we paid to have the rights to this movie or it's something like that's really funny. And you can sit in the movie theater and watch Demon Wind on the big screen in the video game like it's the movie. You just watch the movie 
And while you watch it, um, my favorite, uh, uh, my favorite YouTube channel, Red Letter Media, they sit and do commentary, kind of like they're not riffing on it, like um, like riff tracks or or um, MST3K, but they sit there and do commentary on the movie. And they're really funny guys. But I got a chance to watch a good chunk of that, and that was pretty interesting. Uh, I, I think I'll probably definitely go back and, and finish that movie. Um, but aside from that, that's all I've been watching, um, on other cool horror news really quick with me, I got my first, I, my first tattoo appointment set up for February. I am going to be getting a traditional style Halloween three tattoo on my forearm. Yeah, no, my artist, she convinced me, um, Sorry, I, I didn't ask her pronouns, so or ask their pronouns. So I guess I'll say they. Um, but no, she her because she's she's on. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to assume. Anyway, not important. Important but not important. Um, I'm drinking. Um, please bear with me. I, <laughs> she convinced me to do it on my entire, like nearly my entire forearm, the front of it. So it's going to be all three masks vertical, stacked upon one another with little little tiny um like flare here and there like worms and bugs and snakes and stuff around it and i want the masks to be like sort of melty into each other and i tried to you know give her idea and hopefully um um it's gonna be the best thing ever i have a i'm very very um what's the word I'm very hopeful that it's going to be an incredibly amazing idea thinking about like a four hour session. So that's going to be fun for my first tattoo ever. It's four hours, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. It's, uh, it feels I like think, a cat scratch, man. You'll be all right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. too worried about it. If I could get my nipples pierced, I'm not too worried about getting, I know that's a little bit different, but it's I'm a little pretty, different. Yeah. But I'm pretty mm. sure I can, uh, um, get through that. But anyways, I'm hopeful. It's going to be amazing. The artist, her body of work is completely amazing. She does amazing traditional work. Plus, um, she has a lot of, um, spooky tattoos. Like she's, I've saw like some jack-o'-lanterns and some beetlejuice tattoos and something like yeah well somebody does traditional and also does spooky stuff and uh she's um her name is lauren i don't remember her last name she's a tattoo charlie's and i highly recommend her if you want uh to get a cool spooky traditional tattoo um oh but yeah so that's that's about it for me though as far as what i've been up to and watching one cold night, science and evil collide. Oh, yeah. Now, a serial killer is on the loose. We hadn't even tested the acid on an amoeba, let alone a human cell. This is a disaster. Look, I just saw something that doesn't belong in this world. And it's out there killing my friends. Now tell me what it is. Jack Frost. I think Jack's about to make an entrance. And he's giving 
flooded a whole new meaning. Hey, Jack! What? You left the 710 split. Hell has just frozen over. Blow me. Jack Frost. Look, Ma! I'm a Picasso! <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Jack Frost. Uh, so, the, Troy, this is your mandate. Yes. Uh, so you'll lead the discussion once we do our opening discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, but just uh, give us your first thoughts and why'd you pick this movie? Gosh, so I have a little bit of history with this movie. Um, so the first time I became aware of this movie, I was young. I was probably 10, maybe, or maybe younger, maybe earlier. I was about nine or 10. And I remember Kroger used to have a video rental section and I would just gawk at the tapes at in uh at the horror section and um one of the movies that always stood out to me was jack frost jack frost 2 is out there we're not here to talk about that though but jack frost was there and the thing about the the uh, cover it's really cool is that it was uh, lenticular like kind of you know it has kind of that uh rigid sort of um texture but whenever you move it from side to side it changes the image um, and it changed from like a happy snowman face to a monster face, which it's funny because his face never looks like the monster face. Um, but I was always fascinated by it. I knew I could never like rent it, but um, at least not with my grandparents. And, um, and it was it always stuck in my mind. I think that's one thing people think about a lot. With this movie is the cover because it's a very um, memorable cover. Years later, um, I don't remember the first time I saw it, I, I think. You know, I was, you know, it was a lot later and that was fine. But um, I remember the movie eventually got announced on Blu-ray. It got announced on Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome. And Vinegar Syndrome was releasing it with a really cool slipcover. And the slipcover was the lenticular cover. It was the same thing, but for a Blu-ray. And I was like, I got to have it. And my ass, I'm not kidding. It was Black Friday, either either Black Friday or halfway to Black Friday, but everything was like half off. And Vinegar Syndrome offers, <laughs> they offer to ship, if you want to pay for it, ship a movie or movies in a, like a metal steel film canister, a film canister that would would have once housed a grindhouse or softcore porno movie. And it's usually $50 for that, for shipping, which is not bad considering you're getting like a piece of history, but it was 25. So I did it. So I bought Chad Frost, that one movie and had them ship that in the film canister, which is just wild to think that I did that, but I did. And the film canister was for a movie called like uh, Around the World with Fanny Hill. I looked it up. It's like a 
like a softcore porno. Um, I'm going to have to do that. But, that sounds really cool. It is really cool, but I've never seen them offer that shipping method half off ever since then. So if you want to pay on top of buying their, you know, movies, which by the way are worth it. I think they put a lot of effort and their effort yields amazing results uh, for their movies, for the Blu-rays and 4Ks. On top of that, to pay an extra $50 to get a film cancer. But for people who are into this stuff uh, like us, I feel like it's not unreasonable to think. And it's really cool. It's like heavy. This thing probably weighs 10 pounds. It's like a, it held a fucking reel of film. It's really cool. Um, but I, I bought Jack Frost to come in that, which is wild to me. And then um, fast forward like a, like five or six years later, maybe earlier, I don't know. Anyways, not important. I started doing a drinking game with this movie and the drinking game is basically anytime you watch the movie and you just have to be like, what the fuck just happened? Or what the fuck did they just say? Or you're like, excuse me. And you, you, your mind can't wrap around it. Maybe you're thinking, did I have an aneurysm? Like, I don't know what an aneurysm feels like, but maybe I had one. Then you take a drink. And that's literally the only rule. Like, what the fuck? Take a drink. And you get really fucked up. And I've been doing that for the past three or four years. And it's been really fun. I did it a few weeks ago. Um, and it was pretty fun. And um, I drank during uh, my rewatch of it earlier to, you know, make my notes and everything. And um, I had to do it with a old Forrester 100 proof because that's what this movie deserves. Oh no. Um, yeah, no, that's what I'm drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Old Forrester 100 proof. Um, <laughs> oh no is right. But I mean, it's, it's worth it for this movie. Um, I will say this, anything negative anybody has to say about this movie is valid. It's not a good movie, but I <laughs> person, I have personal, love for this movie for and i will absolutely acknowledge that it is a shitty fucking like what the fuck movie i think riff tracks even did a like a riff on it i've never listened to it but according to what i read they did but i have a lengthy history and love for this movie acknowledging a movie that you like is a piece of shit is an honorable thing to do like well, yeah it's bad like, it's a bad movie there's plenty of movies where i'm like man this is this is a pile of fucking garbage but i love it like yeah like, no this I is mean, one I of those maximum movies. overdrive at one point that is a pile of garbage like it is not a good well-made movie but i love it so like it, it's just it's just how it is like sometimes you love movies that are not well made <laughs> oh yeah absolutely there's so many movies that i get so much enjoyment from but i can recognize these are not good movies like well the the rotten tomato score fuck the rotten tomato score you're like do you think that you're gonna it's kind of like whenever we did um slaughter high yeah there's a lot of problems and like dumb stuff with that movie but it's like i get it i get massive enjoyment from watching like i'm not here to say if it's a you know it's kind of it's, those are like a lot of weird slasher movies like that you know what i mean yeah. like bad but enjoyable that's you know so that's how that is for me all right hannah what do you think of this movie <laughs> uh so i'll be honest i've been dreading this for like a month <laughs> <laughs> uh my ex-wife 
loves like dad jokes. <laughs> it's one of the things that you just like I've learned to live with with her. And she loves this movie and she's quoted tons of things from this movie. Uh, and she, like, so I kind of knew what I was getting into. And again, it did not inspire confidence that she loves it. <laughs> so I had all kinds of reasons going into this where I was like, this is not going to be a good time. It wasn't that bad, actually. <laughs> Maybe it's because my expectations were on the floor. Sure, sure. But I was like, this is just sort of like campy and silly but it was not the worst thing that i've ever seen it wasn't even the worst thing i've seen this month honestly there's so many bad one-liners in this movie but i think they're like bad like funny bad yeah some of them don't make any sense at all whatsoever like literally they're said and they're like it doesn't it makes no sense in the context of anything <laughs> right so like the only thing i really hated and we'll talk about it later i'm sure is the rape scene like i did not yeah find that funny or entertaining in any way but the rest of it i was like yeah this is bad and it's stupid but it's not meant to be sure. good and it's I, it's yeah. not that i like enjoy it but i get what it is and it's it's fine i didn't i wasn't miserable watching it of course i was most of the way through a bottle of wine so <laughs> i have information <laughs> about that helped. scene by the way so hopefully yeah, I don't think they went in the right direction with that for sure. I think we yeah. kind of have a general consensus here. Where we're really not fans of, uh, there's not really too many instances that rape can be used as a viable storytelling tool in a good way. There are some times where I feel like it, it adds things to the movie, right? but that's definitely not here for sure. Probably yeah, never as a comic device. No, uh, yeah, that's the most bizarre thing about this movie and what it how it treated it comically for sure. All right, so this movie is so fucking stupid. it's so stupid it's so stupid that's that's my biggest just statement about this movie is that this movie is so fucking stupid like it is amazing to me that this movie is so bad but so well loved (laughs) like like, what's the one thing about the budget I I don't (laughs) Didn't didn't you say? Did someone say the budget earlier? I feel like someone. Handed no, I don't think so. We watching it, or maybe she did, but I didn't say anything. I, I think you mentioned the real Jack Frost budget, like the, yes, oh yeah, the Michael, Michael Keaton Keep eighty billion dollars, which is like fucking baffling in itself. Uh, this one, the director made a movie that was thirty million dollars, and I didn't find the cost of the budget. But he said the cost of the budget of Jack. Or he said the budget for Jack Frost was the cost of the catering budget for the $30 million movie. That's what the, <laughs> that's what Jack Frost was. That's what he says. And I don't know how much that would be. You but mean like, 80 million? Uh, was it $30 million? So the, the, so the director of Jack, so the Jack Frost with Michael Keaton was like an $80 million. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The director from Jack Frost, uh, Michael Cooney, had said he worked on a movie that was $30 million. And he says the budget for Jack Frost was the catering budget on the 30 million. Like he said, that's what it's comparable to. So probably like a couple hundred grand. 
Yeah, I mean, so something really low, but I couldn't find a figure, but I just like it. <laughs> I could convert it to the the catering budget. <laughs> yeah, so the yeah, I just that's my biggest thing is like, all right, this movie is fun to watch, but it's so fucking stupid. Like, yeah, you have to realize how dumb this movie is before it, you go into it. But it's also like not as dumb as some movies I've watched. To be completely like, like I've watched some right. really dumb premises in movies. Sure, so like, sure. you know, a- after watching a, a really intense and and fucked up yeah. heavy movie like jack frost like i told you it was a, like a breath of fresh air like it's just it's dumb <laughs> it's fun to watch and then it's... It, it it makes no sense but also like how do you make a serial killer becoming a fucking snowman make sense well there's like no, things not. that they say that are in even in context literally have nothing to do with anything yeah, yeah, it's, it's so, yeah. Troy, would it like take us into this movie? Tell us, tell us about the plot scene by scene of this movie. All right, okay. So, I'm gonna, I'm going to start at the, I'm gonna obviously start at the beginning. That's a dumb thing to say. Uh, and then we'll kind of go through it and then we'll get into everything. So, um, it starts off with a weird uh montage showing the Christmas treats, the opening credits, and you have. Um, who, which I found out is the director, Michael Cooney, he is the one who was telling the story. I don't know who the little girl was. Um, and he tells her the story of Jack Frost and what he did, said he killed 38 people over like five years. He said he, he was like rhyming things together. And he said gouged out eyes with candlesticks. I don't know if you've seen a candlestick. I don't know if you've played Clue. <laughs> I don't know how you could gouge someone's. I guess he meant like by a candle, but like a if candle. If you pushed hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> but like, gou- I don't know. Just uh, you can bludgeon somebody with a candlestick. I mean, gouge an eye out with it. Um, and then it talks about how he, you know, Jack Frost, um, you know, he gets caught by putting people in pies, which I'm assuming, you know, I can only think of like a Sweeney Todd reference for that. Um, <laughs> And then it cuts to oh sorry. By the way, like thirty-eight murders, that's right around the range that they think Ted Bundy killed. So like that—that's probably a reference to Ted Bundy. Maybe there. God, of course it. I would. I. 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 That makes sense. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um. So here's some funny. This well, it's funny stuff as it goes on. So. We have after they, you know, the opening credits, you see, you know, Jack, it's implied that he's, you know, going to be executed. And you know this because the side of the truck says state execution transfer vehicle. I am positive that that is not something that exists on any vehicle in an official capacity. Well, not in this century. No, no. If it were the 15th century, sure. Yeah, they probably have a covered wagon that's just for an execution. Somebody. And it says it blatantly right on the side, like state execution transfer vehicle. And then is this in Texas? No, this is like (laughs) I maybe. No, it's it's definitely I'm guessing like like Nebraska or Colorado or something. But um, then you see, I noted this down. Why are both people in the truck, the two guys driving, or the one guy driving, 
in the passenger, another, I guess, cop, they're like sitting in the same seat in yeah. front of the window. So you yeah. have you have that, and it's kind of weird. Like, why are they? It's because there's only like a foot and a half of windshield that they can look out of. So they have to practically sit on each other's lap so they can both see. But why does the passenger need to see? Like, he's not the one driving. I get it. Maybe he's just like a second set of eyes. But it's just so funny that they're crowded together. You know, Movie logic. Yes. Um, And (laughs) you see that there's a scene where he shows Jack Frost in the back. And... um, clearly guy's smoking a cigarette with a filter and then he blows it like he jack frost asks for a, a smoke and the other cop in the back doesn't give it to him he blows the smoke in his face and jack frost sniffs and goes filter he's like yeah you can clearly see it's a filtered cigarette so i don't know why he said like why it <laughs> filtered like why and then they enter snowminton like get the fuck out of here Snowmanton the movie takes place in Snowman Town basically are you kidding Snowmanton that's just pure fucking grade A American laziness fuck it's so funny they just didn't want to name that town no and then basically what happens after that and I'll you know stop the discuss here in a second but there's another truck scene heading toward them that has <laughs> on the side of it, genetic research, caution, acidic solution, and big text on the side of that. On the and obviously the the visibility for both is so it's like zero. And the the crash looks so fake. And um they crash and um Jack's like, oh yeah, like it's so weird. And uh, so, you know, the the driver comes out pretty beat up. I guess the his passenger is dead. And don't, we don't really see him. But, like, Jack comes out and he's, like, unscathed, 100%. Not, not harmed at all. Out of his shackles, which I assume he's just because he stole the key or whatever from the other cop in the back and undid his shit. And, um, and then the... Then that acid truck just it's 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 implying that there's fire around that truck and it blows up, but like the acid shoots in like a straight stream, like like a pressured stream directly on Jack, right? And then mm-hmm. melts him, and we have um we're blessed rather with the greatest looking CGI sequence that has ever existed. Um, I think that's probably where all the budget went to. Um, it was something. And it melt, it's Jack, and it's, you know, I guess if you know anything about the movie, it's implied, oh, that turns into a snowman. So that's the opening for the movie is Jack's on his way to get executed for his crimes. Truck crashes. He gets hit with experimental acid and turns into living snow which turns him into a snowman in snowminton wherever the fuck um i don't think it said a state maybe it did i don't remember so that's the opening I mean, um like so the town name is ridiculous right but like yeah. isn't they the town that the chucky series take place in like hack and slash or hack and slash um the well, hack and slash is the name of the podcast hack and sack 
is where he's yeah and that's a real fucking that's a real place that's a real city in new jersey well i don't know anything about new jersey that's that's (laughs) a fucking fun fact i've learned about new jersey no you're good but that's like there i guarantee you there's no place in in this country that exists at snowminton or i'm the fucking mayor of it like there's no place i mean there's a hell pennsylvania okay that's more believable than snowminton um there's an intercourse pennsylvania there is i've been there i've <laughs> been there because we were this is a family trip i was on but anyways i'm not going to that but like i've, I've been through there i've been through intercourse but i'm tis um <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what the beginning is so after that we cut to going to our main people in the movie we, we in, were introduced well, to the sheriff well look, look. Hannah, what did you think of that opening, real quick? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm mad at myself. Uh, so the very opening with the credits, all I could think was like, whoever's reading this story needs to be reported to CPS. Like, you you don't tell a child this. It's like and, listen to my true crime podcast, little kid. Yeah, <laughs> and like in a in a weird macabre way it reminded me of the princess bride okay yeah yeah I, yeah, yeah no i get it I see that that's, yes, like, that's yeah i think i'm the only woman in the u.s who doesn't like that movie and if you don't for the love of god please reach out and tell us because i feel so alone i hate it i think it's stupid <laughs> but that's what this reminded me of. And 100%, I would rather watch this movie than watch The Princess Bride. I hate it. It's awful. You know you're not alone. I don't really like that movie. Are you a woman, Stephen? That's fair. Yeah. I really like, to, I like the movie. Yeah, to be fair, like there are a lot of men who like it too. Like, But it, I don't know any women who don't like it. And I fucking hate it. And I'd, like, I don't know why I saw it as a teenager and I was like, this is fucking stupid. And then I saw it as an adult and also went, this is fucking stupid. There's some classics uh, I just don't like and we'll, we'll get there at some point. It'll shock Troy. And yeah. there, there, there we go. Oh boy. But yeah. Like it, <laughs> it very much reminded me of the opening to a princess bride, uh, which this is possibly as far from that movie as it is possible to get. So it, it definitely did not um, follow through on that. But then once it introduced the family, if this kid belonged to the, to the same family, uh, that kid actor has the exact same, like stupid shaggy kind of long bowl haircut that every single child actor had in the nineties. Some notes about that kid and I'll get into (laughs) yours. Like I looked at him and I had a flashback to being about 11 and having a crush on Jonathan Taylor Thomas in Home Improvement. <laughs> he was yeah. the business. This is what you all looked like <laughs> back then. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> you look just yeah, like not him. all of us look like that. <laughs> well, you know what? You didn't grow up to be an anti-abortion activist like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So Oh, is he? Really? Is he? He is. It's really gross. Fuck Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Well, that's what happened to his career. It got aborted. Fucking (laughs) Tim Allen got in his head. Fuck Tim Allen, too. 
Oh yeah, and the the mom from that show is also super gross and sticks up for Tim Allen. So. Oh, Patricia Richardson or whatever the fuck her name is. Is, is Al Borland the only person that's worth worthwhile on that show? As far as I know, yeah, he's the real alpha male from that show. Fucking sure. God save Al Borland. God save Al Borland. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's uh, those are my only notes <laughs> from this. Man, we went from the opening point. of Jack Frost to Al Borland somehow. <laughs> oh yeah and, and i have one more but i don't think we've gotten to her yet so okay no worries what about you steve what do you think about the opening of the movie oh the opening's so fucking stupid <laughs> so stupid <laughs> <laughs> Wait, i didn't have any even for the serial killer i was just like i don't care yeah no i mean it's a serial killer and like it, it, all the little bits uh, add up where he needs like toxic chemicals to like go into the snow and fall in and then he melts <laughs> and he turns into the he turns into the uncle from the hellraiser for a little while there and and then uh you know he turns right. into a snowman like yeah. I, I, <laughs> sorry that was a delayed laugh i don't know if that was uh, <laughs> i've had a lot of wine oh boy yeah, but like I mean, it's I it's I don't hate this movie. It's just not like it's just not like a smart movie. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not. It's really it's not, fucking it's, dumb. Lot, it's not. There's not a lot to say. It's just like okay, yeah, the serial killer who is basically ugly Ted Bundy got fucking thrown into the snow <laughs> with some chemicals and he melted and turned into a snowman. Like, and then and then later on. They made a Michael Keaton movie about it. Like, 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 that's the opening. Like, it's it's the the reading is very much like Princess Bride. I agree with that, and I'm not a huge Princess Bride person, but like, it it's funny to see that they're like referencing that. I think they did that on purpose. But like, besides that, it, uh, my whole point is like, if they would have <laughs> gave that guy a cigarette, he probably wouldn't have fucking snapped on him. Just, just, all right. Like, dudes, dudes, like two hours away from being killed. Give him a fucking right, right, right. Like, I know he killed like I don't know how many people, but like, just put a cigarette in his mouth. And if you put a cigarette in his mouth, he can't fucking talk because yeah, supposedly thirty-eight people. Yeah, what I think is funny. Sorry, but yeah, it's it's fine. What I think is funny is like. This is I've never seen the other Jack Frost either. I've just I know both of them by word of mouth. I always assumed this was sort of like a parody of the Michael Keaton one and finding out that that came out a year after this is really mm. fucked with my worldview. <laughs> yeah, it came out a year after. This is the OG Jack Frost live action movie. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the next part of the movie after that crazy opening, uh, we're finally introduced to our main character, the sheriff. Um, the sheriff is played by Christopher Allport, who he was in one other movie I saw that was a lot better than this one as far as like the quality of it. It's a movie called Dead and Buried, which... Hopefully, we'll get to talk about on this podcast at some time. Steve, I think you said you had recently saw it for the first time. What movie was it? Dead and Buried. 
Yeah, yeah. I recently watched it a few months ago. With the fucking grandpa from Willy Wonka. (laughs) That movie was, that movie fucked me up. Like, I saw that and I'm like, this is way more uh, jarring of an 80s, you know, horror movie than it needs to be. I was genuinely taken aback by like, but anyways, Christopher Allport in that movie is the guy who gets like burned alive and then somebody comes into his hospital room and like stabs him in the eye um like that really visceral scene anyways i saw him in that uh after this and that's the only other thing i really know him in but we're introduced to the sheriff and we're introduced to him driving home with his family and um it kind of explains like his wife is talking to him and she explains like as she's talking to him um it's it's um revealed that he's the one who caught jack frost which by the way that's the whole problem in and of itself because it goes to a flashback where the sheriff finds he just happens to come across randomly jack frost um peeing on the side of the road and he's like car you know the sheriff's like car trouble and um then jack frost is like no bladder trouble like it's not there's no nothing here to to, for the sheriff to know that jack frost is jack frost he's just a it's just a random guy to him when you think about it in that way it's really fucked up um and then the sheriff gets all like really fucking intense and is like I need to see your license, which no, he fucking does. He doesn't need to see his license. And then when Jack Frost acts kind of a little weird, he pulls his gun out of on pulls his gun out on him. A cab, fuck cops. Like in the in the context of the situation where the cop has no idea who this is and doesn't know that this person is a serial killer, he just ran just based on his feelings, he's pulling a gun on this person. Fortunately, it happens to be a murderer who's killed 38 people in, in the over the five years. But he doesn't know that. He's just randomly pulling a gun on someone who he thinks is a threat. And it's really problematic. Um, so he yeah. needs to calm down and, you know, take a take a second and reflect on his behavior. And then it goes into where Jack Frost is coming out of the courthouse. It's implied he's getting sentenced, sentenced to death. And, um, you know, he threatens the cop. He's like, you know, it's, it's flashback. He's like, I'm going to get you. I'll kill you. I'll find. I think he says, I'll find a way. And um, it cuts back to present time. To, they're on the way home. Okay. So this is like, I had to, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm like pausing about here in a second. They, they come across the accident where those two trucks collided and the kid pops out from the, I fucking hate this kid piece of shit. Never want to have kids. Fuck this kid. <laughs> Asshole kid. And this kid looks at the accident and says something that I'm pretty sure that literally no other human being in the existence since human beings have spoke English has ever said except for him and he looks at the accident and says touch my finger touch my knee thank the lord it was not me I this is what oh, I'm talking yeah, about for the right. drinking game yeah he t- I had this is what I'm talking about for my drinking game that when people say or do things in this movie that are just like 
what did you say? Like, I've never heard a person say that. That's not like a common euphemism. That's not a common, um, that's not a common figure of speech. It sounds like it would come from the same person who came up with the, like, no, I lay me down to sleep. (laughs) Right. Prayer. Like when you, before you go to bed. Yeah. It's like, like it's, it's more somehow more (laughs) fucked up than that prayer. Yeah, because it's, it kind of makes me think of like, you know, when people survive, um, uh, survive uh, natural disasters and they're like, well, you know, I thank God it wasn't me, you know, and the reason I didn't die because I believe in God. It's like, it's really problematic. Um, yeah, real cool, man. God saved you, but nobody else. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Um and then they come across it and then the, the you know they see an ambulance and I, I jotted all this down the kids like wow there's an ambulance can we stop no no one ever st- stop what are you talking about this kid's fucked up in the head this kid this the kid needs to be evaluated let's <laughs> stop no no one in the history of seeing an absolute use i mean obviously people are notorious for slowing down on the you know driving on the highway when they see an accident you can't you can't stop, you know. And I, you know, I'm like it's like it's a normal thing people do. They can Look, shut up. If I could go the same speed through an accident, to be completely honest, I probably would. Sure, me safely. too, for yeah, sure. Like I, I safely would go because it's none of my damn business. But I gotta slow the hell down because sure. like there's people trying to, you know, get get everything fixed. Right. So like I get I get slowing down, but like, absolutely. Yeah, they're like, let's get out. I'm glad it's not me. Like, man, it could be you if you don't shut up. Like, <laughs> I'll throw you out the window. I don't care. Get out of here, kid. Um, and then after that happens, it cuts to like people talking at the accident. We're introduced to the FBI agent. The agent goes to that driver who didn't die. <laughs> He's just talking. That agent has so many wild one-liners he looks at the driver and after talking to him he's just like let's take a midnight stroll yeah it's <laughs> so, okay buddy you're gonna go in the <laughs> yeah i know it's like i don't know where he's taking him like it sounds like he's gonna like kill him like for being a witness or something like he's gonna you know he's gonna men in black him for uh like do it like do the thing the little flashy thing um and then after that it goes from the um the sheriff back to his house and um it's kind of the next morning and uh it talks about how he took i sent you this screenshot where he, they talk about how, like the sheriff took him down like a badass and the kid's like making a noxious oatmeal mixture and he's fucking ruining their pots and pans and he's it's like just completely inedible and the dad's being nice and says yeah i'll take some for lunch um oh yeah and like a fucking baggie because that's how you eat oatmeal <laughs> from a bag well, I, I guess they didn't know how else to transport it they didn't like maybe they didn't have tupperware they could spare and you just like put it in a fucking ziploc bag like um tupperware what are you talking about <laughs> wait, do, like you can find tupperware in the side of the street well they didn't have it maybe they're not um privy to Tupperware yet? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe not, but like, baggy is baggy's a bit strange. But I get it if you don't have any kind of dish. Yeah, so that's basically what happens there. Like, it goes and introduces, you know, like I said, the the agent, and the kind of goes and you know, kind of gives you a feel for the sheriff and the and the um, and his family. 
Um, but after that, you know, we go to the, and then we'll talk, we'll talk about this after I mentioned the next thing we go to the town square and that's where we really meet all mostly the other supporting characters who we see throughout the movie, including Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth in her very first role yes. movie. Um, there was a piece of trivia that said before she got breast implants for um, oh. American pie. Um, so, and then you have like her boyfriend or young, the young guy who she's interested in. So I have one note from this scene and it's very excited and it's it's boo-boo kitty fuck and if you've seen jay and silent bob strike back you'll get that and if you haven't like it just sounds super misogynistic (laughs) but uh in jay and silent bob strike back shannon elizabeth plays um jay's girlfriend yeah and she wants him to be romantic and she wants a pet name and the only thing he can come up with is boo-boo kitty fuck and like i looked at her and i was like oh god i can't remember her name but that's boo-boo kitty fuck and steve looked at me like i was insane and i was like i don't it's her name's elizabeth something but like that's boo-boo kitty fuck yeah (laughs) that's great (laughs) um so we meet Boo Boo Kitty Fuck, and she's talking to the young guy. The the guy is the kid of the guy who wants to keep advertising the shit at his store for twenty percent off, and it shows them all in the town of Snowmanton making snowmen for a snowman making contest, and um, there's that that kid who's. You know, kind of, you'll see once the fuck Shannon Elizabeth is making a, 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 you know, a snow lady with huge snow tits. And he says a joke that we hear two more times after he says it here. And I noted, I said, the joke is transphobic. That guy needs to reflect on his actions. The joke in question is, what's the difference between a snowman and a snowwoman? Snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. This Not kid, is, yep, deserves to die. And I said, um, <laughs> literally, I want to, I didn't check the timestamp, but I want to say it's around two minutes later, literally two minutes later, the sheriff ends up talking to that kid's dad. And when I say kid, I mean, this guy is, looks like he's like early 20s, like, or maybe like 19 or 20 or something. I mean, and for a man, that's still a child. Yes. And um, the kid talks to that, or sorry, the sheriff talks to that kid's dad and dad tries to say the same joke. And it's so weird to me that they would try to do that. Like you just said the joke. So why would you say that again? Um, And um, (laughs) I, I noted that the dad is definitely not going to heaven. And he tries to like <laughs> advertise his discounted ammo, which means I can imagine his business is going on under. And then near the end of that, Shannon Elizabeth um, wants to, it basically basically uh, shows interest in that kid, and was like, she says something that I don't understand. She, I, I don't know if I'm hearing incorrectly, but she said we. She's trying to say you want to hang out later. And then she's like, we can get a snowball. I don't know what that means. 
I don't, I can't think of what that is not suggestive of anything in the, in, in the, you know, currently that human in the, for, for the nineties, I don't know what that is suggested for. We can get a snowball cocaine. Maybe. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah, it's an eight ball, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, we can get a snowball. I don't know if she's talking about coke. Maybe I she mean, is. Yeah, it might be cocaine. Cause like snow yeah. was a term for cocaine. Yes. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to choose but anyways. So what you all think about this, the snow snowman building contest. There was actually an episode of Gilmore Girls in like maybe the second or third season where the the town is building snowmen as a competition. And that's what this reminded me of. And obviously that's like 100% more innocent. And I just sort of remember that. And then I lived in that and I just sort of disassociated. And then I came back 10 minutes later and something else was going on. <laughs> I have no idea what happened in the movie during that time. Now, wait a minute. Gilmore so Girls are not that in it. So they, they mentioned serial killers and crimes and war crimes all the time. They do not mention that. You just think they do because you think Taylor Dosey is BTK. No, he is BTK. They, someone calls him BTK. I don't know what you're As a about. joke. As a joke. No, and you already thought he was no, before I told fucking, you someone mentioned BTK. No, so like the, 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 <laughs> the, if the snowman, if Jack Frost rose up in this town in Gilmore Girls, he would get so tired of these people, he would fucking just melt back down and go away. Like, uh, but yeah, like uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> Moral, I would talk him back into the ground. Actually. Yeah, but that's not anything to do with this movie. So. But, the, but literally, that is, like, I thought of that, and then I just, like, went somewhere else, and then I came back, and something else was happening. What you're so saying like, is... is I in forgot. The, <laughs> what you're saying is in the spirit of the movie. I know it doesn't have anything to, like, you were saying it doesn't have anything to do with anything. This movie doesn't have anything to do with itself. Like, it's okay. You can talk about whatever, and it's relatable to this movie, because movie's fucking crazy. I think that's what I like about Basically. this movie, is that it's, like, it was not... It wasn't, like hard to watch i was just like yeah okay i we're gonna watch this it wasn't like unenjoyable or anything sure but it was just like i walked in and was like this is fucking i know this movie is fucking stupid i know that this is dumb <laughs> we're about to watch the stupidest thing we're gonna watch in a while right but like i wanted to watch the stupidest thing i wanted to watch in a while like and i think that's what makes jack frost enjoyable it's not it, like the, I could not tell you the incontrous. Sorry, I could not tell you like the detailed parts of this plot. Thank God I'm here. Yeah, like I could not tell you that. Like I've seen this movie a few times. I cannot tell you the detailed parts of this plot. I just I couldn't. Like I mean, I know that a serial killer becomes a snowman and he kills people in the town. Like like that's. That I'm not trying to be rude to your to your mandate, but like that's what I know. And, and <laughs> no, it's not rude at all. I promise. But like I was like, all right, we're going into this one, and like I've seen, I guess for like with school, I've seen so many like, oh, you have to analyze this film, and you have to analyze this and analyze that in school. Not I don't this have to analyze one. shit for Jack Frost. Like, nope. It's it's, it's just, Chucky. It's just it's Chucky, Chucky but in the snow. 
<laughs> and it's great because it's Chucky in the snow. It's like, but, like I appreciate, but also that. worse. But also worse. It's worse than Chucky. I'll give it that. But like, it's also because like, all right, yeah, I don't have to like analyze any of this. It's Chucky in the snow. How do you analyze Chucky in the snow? You you like, it's it's a fun movie. These scenes are real fun, but a lot of them don't make sense. You can you could pick them apart, or you could just have fun and watch them. Like, and I'm I'm kind of on the side of just like, don't pick them apart and just just watch it and be like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, there's no sense of picking anything in this movie apart. That being said, if someone wants to pick it apart, they can. Like, it's be interested to hear. That's what I have to say. Okay. So, so after um, that all happens, um, we see the sheriff. He goes to work and he throws away those nasty poison oats. And I noted he feels massive Catholic guilt about throwing his son's bullshit <laughs> away. He. <laughs> Picks it up out of the trash, puts it back in his car after a like a voice of his kid is like, "But daddy, I made those for you." Fuck that kid. But he this, doesn't ever eat it, does he? No, no, no. He would feel that guilty. <laughs> no, he didn't need it. Uh, then the either the secretary or the uh, maybe dispatcher, uh, Marla. Mm-hmm. She's blow drying her hair at her desk. We talked about this. You know, it's yeah so normal for people to just blow dry their fucking hair through tests um and um the sheriff's like what's wrong did somebody die and she like pulls up a card and that that literally written on it somebody's died and um the sheriff goes to um with some deputies go to check out this dead body which is this old man with his neck it's like in a rocking chair and his neck is pulled back over the back of the rocking chair where it's like his neck and his head are like at a 90 degree angle mm-hmm. and um he goes to his car and like asks to be put through to the fbi i'm pretty sure that that's not how that works and um <laughs> uh then he actually gets through to somebody the fbi it's our agent um from earlier and agents like yeah jack frost is dead because the the sheriff's like, I want an update on it. I <laughs> noticed the sheriff's like, thank God it's over. And immediately the FBI agent's like, it started. <laughs> and then we meet the scientist who we see throughout the movie. He's the one who's like, I don't know, he's either a part of it or he's led the team who made that concoction, the acid. Um, and uh, then we go back to the dead body and we have a corner there who's able to give the most intricate abundant amount of detail on this dead body without any autopsy he's like it, his spine was broken at c2 and c3 he's like you haven't how do you fucking know that i don't believe that and um it's like she's like Sherlock Holmes or something. And it's just the way he's describing it. It's just so funny. 
Um, C2 and C3 sound like something from like a weird bingo. So I just. <laughs> right. It's, it's just, um, it's vertebrae in your neck. It's, sure. it's cervical vertebrae two and three. You should be able to, if you know what you're doing, which I don't, but I, people who, um, who know bones should, it's the top couple, um, second and third bones in the cervical vertebrae. Yeah, but sure. so, like my doctor would just be like, "You broke your C two and C 3 and I'd just be like, "What? What? 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 What, what the fuck does that mean?" And panic. So I don't. And they should. They should be able to tell. Like your general practitioner should be able to tell you, like cervical, thoracic, or lumbar. Sure. Yeah, and then I'd look it up on Google, and it'd be like cancer. And then I would have to be like, "Stop googling." <laughs> But yeah, um, that's, that's our personal yeah, sorry. lives. Go, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, we go back to the wife. She's bringing groceries in. And that's the, I mentioned that because this is the first time we see Jack Frost as a snowman without anything on his face, but we see a snowman. We see like in his face where like things should be, like the eyes. And um, like the eyes. Jack Frost the, without any makeup. Okay. Yes, absolutely. The sun is in the kitchen again fucking ruining it and trying to make some cookies and like dumping out like whole bags of shit on the cookies and then uh the mom and i said i noted the mom is contemplating adoption probably and then uh <laughs> she she's like do you want to you know go fix up your snowman outside because he he didn't build it and he like grabs like all the carrots from her hand like you only need one but he grabs them all because I was I went back and watched. He grabbed like three carrots out of hand. Um, and so then it gets to one of my favorite parts of this whole movie, like as far as funny parts are concerned. These bullies show up, and one of the bullies, and he's not the same guy, but he looks just like um. Uh, have you, either of you all ever seen two thousand and one Maniacs? Yes. Okay. It, is that the the band with Natalie Merchant? No, this that's a no. It's a it's a earlier mid two thousands um like splatter film with Robert England. I really like that movie. Actually, it's a, it's a fun movie. Yeah, okay, it's I'm thinking movie. ten thousand maniacs. Oh, okay, very good. One thousand. You're nine thousand off. <laughs> yeah. No. This <laughs> oh, is. Oh well. Uh, yeah. 2001 Maniacs is a sequel, I guess, in spiritual. It's a spiritual sequel to H.G. Lewis's 2000 Maniacs. Anyways, I thought the main bully kid was this, like, other kid from that movie, but they're not the same, but they look really similar. Anyways, uh, what happens? The kid is like knocks Jack Frost's head off with the with the sled, and the kid gets the bully gets knocked down and. One of the kids sledding sleds over the bully and decapitates him very cleanly, which is, uh, you know, kind of mind boggling. And why I like this scene so much, because it fast forwards to the sheriff talking to the uh, parents of the bully who just died and the dad, which is hilarious because he's I know I understand it's, it's reasonable for him to be upset, but I don't think he knows how to act being upset because it's just funny the way he comes across every time he acts upset um and the the dad mentions my son couldn't have done this to your son 
because he's two feet taller than your than your or sorry, he's two feet taller than my son. And if you listen really carefully, you can hear somebody in the background go, "Not anymore. He's not." And that is one of the fun like that hit. That is one of the funniest things I've heard in a shitty horror movie ever. That somebody, some indescript person, some random person said, not anymore, he's not. I'm like, oh my god. But also, that's like me in a horror movie. I would say that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He's six feet shorter now, aren't he? (laughs) Not anymore, he's not. Um, And I just, that. So... My um, note from that is that are these bullies from Hocus Pocus? Because that's what it reminded me of when they trap Max in the cemetery and yeah. they take his shoes. Like, yeah. God damn, this feels like like a remake of that scene. Ice. Yeah. Ice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told you my name is Ice. Call him Hollywood. Give me your shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh goodness! Um, uh, then after that, it's it gets batshitting insane. Is there anything that you all wanted to add about any of that before I continue? I have um, something about the next bit. I have okay. nothing, about the, nothing else about the bullies. Okay, so I'll just, just ice. That's it. Ice. Just ice. <laughs> So the next bit, which is, I, this is one of the biggest paragraphs I re- wrote for notes because a lot kind of happens in this one sequence. Um, I said it goes to the sheriff uh, reading these weird, like, th- you know, threatening letters with uh, cut out letters from like magazines and stuff. Yes. Um, and then it goes to the dead kid's parents' house. The mom is, the mom is acting I guess she seems, uh, you know, sad or whatever, but the dad is like mad about everything. And this, this is like one of the funniest sequences in this whole fucking movie because of the way the dad acts and what, how the, 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 the dialogue between Shane and Elizabeth and the dad, Shane and Elizabeth tries to leave and the dad, I, I wrote down exactly what he said. He said, where do you think you're prowling off to like some lady of the night? And, and um uh he said that she didn't care for her brother who just died and she said jesus i loved billy and he, it, and he goes do not be forsaking the name of the lord in this house little girl and then she fucking responds the lord forsook this house long ago and Then it goes to the mom trying to explain to Shane and Elizabeth why the dad's mad. And the dad says, when I want philosophy, I'll turn on Oprah. (laughs) The things that this person is saying is just completely bat shit insane. That whole dialogue right there is just so fun it's so funny to me to watch like when you're watching them do it because he's like holding her and shaking her like do not forsake the name of the the lord of this house and it's just it's so the the dialogue is it's so it's written so funnily um and then eventually the dad goes outside and um uh you know the dad's like lighting up his pipe and um (laughs) we get the first 
Jack Frost uh, one-liner after he kills him because the Jack Frost eventually he, he kills him with an axe, but he doesn't not with the sharp end of it. He rams the axe down his throat. I don't know if it's supposed to be down his throat or through the back of his head because he's like laying down flat and it's coming out of his mouth. It's whatever makes sense for the scene. Yes, I guess. Okay. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> in the story. I, I believe that one liner that you said is welcome to primetime, bitch, right? That's from oh, that's from uh uh that's that's from um <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. I just wanted to see what you would say. Oh <laughs> no, he goes after he kills him, he goes, I only axed you for a smoke. Yeah. And just, I'm sorry, I had to do that. I'm no, you're uh, okay, but like that guy when he saw the snow or no, he like he heard someone taunting him and he didn't believe yes. it was the snowman. Yeah, but he knew there was someone, so he started trying to yank the axe out. I want to know who was chopping wood because I grew up in a really poor family and we lived off of like in the winter, we had a wood stove. And the heat came from a wood stove. Sure. And people chopped, like my father chopped wood during winter. And if you're going to split wood to go in the wood stove, you have to be able to handle a goddamn axe. And my father might have had problems, but he could handle a fucking axe. If this guy couldn't pull the axe from the chopping block, what was he doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, like, he's what's so going on with redneck King Arthur here? He couldn't fucking get the fucking yeah, axe out. He was oh no, the whole thing with King Arthur was he could pull the sword out of the stone. So, so this is redneck more like, King Arthur can't do it. No, this was more like Kay or any of the other knights who like tried and couldn't. Oh. Well, yeah, the whole the whole thing with King Arthur was he could. This was everyone else who couldn't. Well, like I was King Arthur clearly. I was watching it going insane because this guy was struggling. If you can't even get it, because like you, you split the wood, right? You, you take the axe, you split the wood up and you put it in the fire. And when you're done splitting wood, you drive the axe into the chopping block to store it until the next time you chop wood. Yeah. And then you yank it out of the chopping block and you chop more wood. <laughs> He couldn't pull it out of the block. What the fuck was he doing? He wouldn't have been able to use it for anything like actually useful. It was driving no, yeah. insane. And I like I, I'm 100 percent sure that whoever wrote this never actually lived somewhere where it was um like necessary for survival that someone needed to use the axe in order to live. I get it. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, As someone who did, it was really, really frustrating to watch it. This guy couldn't fucking function. Whoever wrote, there's a clear explanation for this. And the clear explanation yep, is this. A PA put that axe in there way too fucking deep. And this guy had never fucking ripped an axe out of a damn stump. And they just got mixed up and they just like kept rolling on this guy until he got it out. I want to say whoever wrote this movie, if if you told me they snorted ketamine like through the whole production, <laughs> I would believe you. Like that's what I yeah, that seems reasonable. Like probably they were too I busy. Hate, they were too I busy hate, snorting like, lines in the bathroom to figure out who was going to rip the axe out of the stump. I'm sorry. 
I hate. Well, and they should have like done another take when they went. Yeah. Oh, I can't get this out. This is unrealistic because I'm clearly chopping firewood. I should be able to do this, but sure. no. When you're doing, there was no, there was nobody who'd ever built a fire who could be like, "Hey, you should be able to do this." When no. you. When you're doing Struggle. indie film, there's no such thing as another take. You just go, all right, we'll make it work, and you move on. <laughs> uh, I will say also my other note from this scene <laughs> was like one back. Uh, the part where he was looking at all the newspaper clipping letters that he had gotten. I really feel like at this point that that really dates this movie. Now that there's almost no newspapers and no magazines. I don't feel like anyone actually takes the time to set and send newspaper clipping threats anymore. Right. They just, they set in, they like fake a VPN and they send a DM or whatever. Like nobody actually yeah. bothers to send, like set and buy magazines and clip out the letters and actually spell what they do spell out you know it's like making a mixtape they don't actually take the time it's really a lost art and it sucks millennials and gen z you should do better well no what they do is they spend 44 billion dollars on twitter <laughs> and they they send vague threats across twitter and then they lose a bunch of money and they're no longer the richest man in the world that's what they do and that's super funny Uh, Troy, are you there? I sure am. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're, we're all drunk, I think. So. Those are my only notes on this part. No worries. What about you? I'm super bitter about everything that happened <laughs> in a couple scenes. Oh, wait till I get into more of it because it'll get, yeah. So um, we're, we're definitely getting through it. Did you have anything to add to any of that, Steve? Anything that you saw that you wanted to mention? Or really. that we haven't I think said? Hannah covered most of it. And I said, okay. <laughs> good so after that it was um it goes to where the, now he kills the mom and he comes back in you can see he can like melt under doors and reappear like he can unfreeze and refreeze um and then he kind of groats the mom with <laughs> christmas lights and then puts a puts a uh an ornament ornament in her mouth which by the way Fun fact for this is a light bulb fact. You can put a light bulb in your mouth, but you cannot take it out without breaking it. Hmm. Like a yeah, light that, bulb. Do what? Like a light bulb. Yeah, like like a yeah, like a like a like a full size, you know, like regular light bulb. You can put that so in your yeah. mouth. I can't yank it out. Like you'll it'll break if you try to pull it out. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because it feels like that will hurt. That would probably, yeah, absolutely destroy your mouth. What Don't if I do just that. do it like Uncle Fester, though? <laughs> that's that's different. I mean, like the big in first. Uh, okay. um, well, yeah, the big in first always hurts more. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You know, unfortunately, I wouldn't know. Um, but the, the mom gets an ornament. Jack Frost shoves an ornament, a big round ornament in her mouth, and then, you know, kind of garrotes her with she the, said. And uh, do what? <laughs> Wait, do what? It's what she said. Sorry, I'm just going to say this a lot. You're just going <laughs> to no, have to Good. And then Jack Frost <laughs> slams her face into a uh, into a box of ornaments, and then 
pins slash ties her to the tree. Like, I don't know if it's she just sets the Christmas star on top of her head. Maybe I'm guessing it's like shoves it onto the top of her head and she's just like dead there. But when that happens, uh, it, it goes into the uh, the cops finding her body. And then the reason I mentioned this, because one of the cops looks at the body and says, you don't reckon we should leave her up for the 12 days of Christmas then? Oh. What? Why? What? <laughs> what do they think she is? The the 11 lords of leaping? Like... Oh, no. <laughs> it's just a head, right? She's clearly no, not the Parkinson's in a pear tree. No, it's the whole body. Whole... I thought it was the head. No, it's her whole body. Her whole body's like hanging up on the Christmas tree. tree? Yeah, it's, yeah whole it's, her whole, it's her whole body. Yeah. Oh, that's almost the head. Maybe I was. No, well, it's pre- it's prominent, but no, it's her whole body. Um, well, goddamn, that fucking tree was good camouflage. Because all I saw was the fucking head. All right. Yeah, it was. It was all over. She looked very crucified. <laughs> yeah. I was actually sitting there trying to think like Mary, Queen of Heaven, because that's sort of what she looked like. But uh, no one thought of that. I didn't think of that no her, point, I promise you. Nothing in uh, Twelve Days of Christmas dealt with the the Catholic Mary. So. Well, I didn't right. think of crucifixion because that's fucking easy. I didn't think of fucking crucifixion. <laughs> at all. No, that that's okay. Easter. So that's Easter. I didn't I didn't see any kind of crucifixion stuff. I the ca- the Catholics throw the crucifixion in wherever they can. They're weird. Well, that's so the- as I said, Catholic a little, guilt a earlier. Um, yes. Very much. So, so after after all that nonsense happens, they go back to the the police. Oh, well, the sheriff shows up at the police station, and he said he says this is why this doesn't make sense. This is one of those things. It's not it's not written to be funny. It's just like it doesn't make sense. The the the, the sheriff shows up right, and he looks at Marlin and says, "Call the FBI for some asshole named Manners." That yeah. means that he knows Manners is with the FBI, FBI obviously, yes. because he spoke to him before. Yeah. Then Manners is in the office, and the sheriff's like, "Who are you?" And Manners was like, "I'm the asshole." But this is what I'm getting at: is then the sheriff goes, "FBI? What? What do you? What do you mean? He? You know that he's with the FBI? Right. Why would you ask him if right. he's with the FBI?" Because you just literally told somebody to call the FBI for right. him. Why would you not? <laughs> but, like, but, but then, like, he says FBI, and the guy goes, sort of. Sort, yeah. Or no, something. Because like, I was so. like, wait a minute, is he FBI or not? And maybe I was too drunk, but I don't feel like that was ever answered. It wasn't ever answered, because it's... Okay. Because yeah, I was like, is this some Stephen King, like, pseudo... <laughs> government thing like what what is going on here and i don't i don't feel like we ever got a suitable answer so no i agree (laughs) um it goes into another batshit crazy bullshit thing where they go back to he's like because he says something about like where are the murder where are the mvs no one says that he's like motor vehicles and he's like no murder victims and they eventually go back to the house where, you know, the guy got killed with the axe and got, the other lady got shut, her face shoved into ornaments. And they see a puddle of water. They see a fucking puddle of water. It's a, it is a puddle of water. It is not distinct in any capacity. 
And they're like, well, here we have this footprint. And it's like, no, you don't. You, you have a puddle of water. And then the fucking FBI agent says, a footprint could be as accurate as a fingerprint. No, no, it can't. No, it cannot. Shut up, agent. And then the, the fucking Sherlock Holmes corner comes back. And then he explains, like, there's not cuts down the throat. Like, how do you know there's not cuts in the throat? The axe is still in there. How do you know? And he just, he implies that it was, has, you know, something supernatural or something. Some animal had to do it or whatever. And then it goes to where they're setting up the lockdown. And then um, it shows the priest or whatever, like, turning up the boiler, which is, like, foreshadowing, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have, a, then the FBI agent has a conversation with the sheriff. And he's like, um, he threatens to replace the sheriff. Because a lot of the plot, I'm not explaining because it doesn't matter. But like just these things <laughs> I'm mentioning, he was like, he's like, I'll, repl- I'll replace you, Sheriff. He's like, the fuck are you going to replace him with? He's literally the highest. We didn't meet a mayor in this town. So there's sheriffs are elected. Like, like what? Yeah. Sheriffs are elected. Maybe Who's going to replace him with? are fucking elected. Yeah. It's, and then, um, this line it made me this is what i'm getting to the drinking game shit is the cop asks after he says this shit the cop in reference to the the agent the fbi agent said wow who's eating him and then somebody says not his girlfriend and i'm like i noted which means local law enforcement in 1997 in the town of snowminton support eating ass because I don't know what else. I, I guess it's normal in Snowminton for uh, for girlfriends and wives to eat their boyfriends and husbands' assholes. I don't know what he means. Not eating. What does it mean eating? What has come? I don't know what he's fucking talking about. Like he's eating ass, right? I guess. Like what? Not his girlfriend. Eat, what do you mean eating him? It's just so, it's so bizarre. Like I get, I get it that that was written to be a, a comeback, and I'm guessing they're supposed to imply sucking dick. No, you said what's eating him, asshole. So like, okay, yeah. As as um, someone who deals with fabrics, I'm gonna throw you in something else that should be <laughs> part of your drinking game. Okay, it, this made me scream. Yes. At some point around the scene, someone tells someone else to go darn a quilt. Yes, 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 I, yes, yes. I yelled. That is not yeah, a thing that you yelled. do. You don't do that. You darn socks. <laughs> like to darn means that you mend a hole. Okay, okay. There's yes. a specific kind of stitch that you do. I think <laughs> technically maybe you could darn a quilt but that's like that's not a thing (laughs) that's not something i've ever heard and i'm someone like i do a lot of sewing i make quilts i've never in my life i'm 38 years old i've never heard of someone darning a quilt that's so funny no and the only time (laughs) i've been angrier at someone trying to use um like Sewing language is when a band that I love, American Murder Song, in one of yeah. their songs, 
said uh, they used the line spinning a quilt on a loom. And no three of those words, neither spinning, quilt, or loom, go together. Don't you have to quilt a quilt? You quilt a quilt. Yeah. You don't, you don't spin a quilt. You don't spin on a loom. <laughs> you, you don't spin a quilt. You don't quilt on a loom. You don't, none of those things. You none know what's work. You know what's bullshit? You don't darn a, a quilt. Like, none of that works. Go ahead, Stephen. Sorry. You know what's bullshit? She says she, you darn a sock, so you fix a, fix a hole in a sock, right? <laughs> I have holes in my socks all the time and I've never gotten one fixed. I throw them away and get new ones. Yeah. Like back when you were actually spinning thread, yeah. which is what you do. And yeah. then you knit a sock, which is what you do. It made sense to actually darn a hole in the sock yeah, no, because man. it was way more labor to make another sock than it was to fit one. Uh, fix one now that we can just go buy another sock it's way easier to do that than it is to to darn one now i just have a funeral i can't for imagine that darning a quilt now i just have a funeral for that sock and eventually give it up and then go get new yeah ones. you you don't even do that i look at you and i go hey i can see your heel through that sock and you're like oh okay and then, I and then eventually i don't see that sock anymore yeah so yeah. eventually it goes away <laughs> it's just a long funeral process it is but yeah, like you don't, again, I, I think you, I assume you could darn a quilt, but like that, that's not a thing. Like I, I had a, a brief meltdown, like a bunch of synapses in my brain, like cross-referenced and buzzed <laughs> and fried and I'm not quite right. I don't like it. All right. Don't like it at all. all right, Troy, take us through the ending here. Okay. So. All right, so after that, we're getting basically to the ending. Uh, one thing I'd like to mention is there was a cop at one point that was driving down the road, and Jack Frost is just posted up in front of him <laughs> with a stop sign in his hand. And He's a crossing guard, man. Yeah, job. I guess it just kind of is weird to me that, like, he could – drive a car or push the pedals because he doesn't have feet so like what i'm asked i shouldn't be asking these questions but it's just like he you know gets the car and he runs them over yeah you already know you should not be asking this question so yeah just, don't ask um yeah um but after that we get to the you know probably the most infamous part of the movie it shows shannon elizabeth and I wrote him down as the discount ammo guy's son. They so the mom leaves the house with a, with another deputy, and um, the Shannon Elizabeth and this ammo guy's son just break into the sheriff's house to fuck in it. Like they just break into it, like that's a normal thing that that you should do. And she wants wine. And a roaring fire, as she says, but he guy pulls out like champagne, which she also like spits out, and he's like, Oh, this needs ice. Like, I've never had alcohol like that gross to where it's warm, and I've set to spit it out, and then I think like ice is gonna make it better. No. Um, and what bothers me so much about this whole thing before she's blow drying her hair be be before she gets in the bath, like <laughs> She does yeah, it. We don't do that. I've never seen another human being blow dry their hair before no. they get it mm -mm. wet. 
I mean, do you I don't dry something that's dry? Yeah, no, it makes no sense. Not no, none. Um, and then eventually, you know, the the, uh, the the young guys like he hears something. He's like, "Who's there?" And Jack Frost enters the, the house and punches him. He's like, "Well, it ain't fucking Frosty." And then you know, kid tries to stab him with an ice pick. Doesn't work. Jack Frost shoots him with icicles and well there was like that was kind of really messy like the one through his head that was was, funny i laughed actually stupid man it was i mean it's just like the rest of this movie it's stupid but like it it goes through and it like punctures him in the door right if i remember right and then like you you see the like icicle come out and then it's like the heart still beating through the door or whatever yeah it's just it's really like overly kind of crazy um it's it's funny i like that he like opened the bottle of champagne and poured it into glasses and then was chipping ice to put into the champagne and i was like this is why children don't get to drink alcohol because they try to put ice into champagne yeah those are really weird that was definitely a weird choice. Um, you don't so, do that. If you try to do this, you're too young to drink. Absolutely. When I was like 22, I put ice into a beer. I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat. But like... No, Hannah still has to let me live it down. Oh, no. You were like 25. Um, bad. No. Okay, I guess you did know me, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um... But one thing I'd like to mention is that Jack Frost refers to himself as the world's most pissed off snow cone. So there's I'll that. that. Yeah. Um, so after that, we get the most infamous scene of the movie, the one I know, Hannah, you do not like. I don't think any of us really likes. Yeah. And I'd like to talk about it a little bit aside from just it happening. Um, so Shannon Elizabeth gets in the tub tub you know jack frost basically infiltrates the water freezes it it's a rape scene um so the thing is is that this originally was not supposed to be that um the director michael cooney he did not because he was the writer there's a quote that said he wasn't even supposed to be the director but he's like they couldn't afford one so he did it and that's why he did it um (laughs) Uh, you know, take that as it will. But as they did the sequence and they noticed that the carrot wasn't on his nose, somebody actually went to Michael Cooney and was like, you know what this looks like, right? And that's when they decided to, at that point, put the um, the puns in there, like Christmas came a little early this year. So it, it actually was not originally intended to be like that. It was just Jack Frost slamming Shannon Elizabeth against the wall until she died. It wasn't I, supposed to be. I mean, her legs were around his yeah. eyes. Like, what else was it supposed to look like? Yeah, I don't know. That, I agree. We, sure. we know what that is. I personally find it hard to believe that it wasn't, like, it tended at least a little bit to be sexual. Even, like, in the, in the yeah. like, 
even in the early days, like when they didn't realize what it looked like, because like, yeah, like Hannah said, like her legs were wrapped around and she was naked in a bathtub and he comes up and slams her. But like it looked like because you don't really see the carrot in the scene, right? Like, sure. No. Well, you see it pop up and floating in the water at the and end, then, at the end. But like, you know, you see like, it actually before you see it before that happens. And then whenever he forms into a snowman, the carrot is not on his face. Right. So yeah, it's you, you don't see it while it's going on. No, 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 no. You don't, you it's don't not see it like it's graphic, penetrating but, her. But yeah, like it's in very much implied. I think, that, yeah. I think that the implications there, and I think that like the the sure. choreography kind of implies it, even if like he didn't mean it. Yeah, know, it's like, still the fact that he didn't mean it is a little more disturbing than if he meant it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, it's the yeah. one part about this movie I'm not a fan of. Um, but fortunately, after this happens, um, we it's all. It's all, you know, downhill from here. Well, it's all, like, good from here. Like, it's all, the rest of it's good. And I actually do not have it detailed in, like, scene by scene, like, exactly what they say, but I just have cliff notes. And I have it from, yeah, like, Yeah, yeah. So I mean, th- Hannah, do you have thoughts on this? Do you have any thoughts on this scene? Like, I've said what I said. I think that... It- yeah, um, I don't like it. This is one of the things that I'd always heard about it, that this is super funny. And watching it, I don't find it funny. I don't find it necessary. Um, Learning that the director didn't plan for it, that's... I guess it's interesting, but also non-convincing. Because even without the line of, like, I guess Christmas came early, it's, it's so convincing that that's what's going on. It's impossible to look at that as anything other than a sex scene. If that was a man and a woman and not a, a snowman and a woman, we would know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's so uncomfortable and you, you never see Shannon Elizabeth again, which implies that either, you know, she's so dishonored by this that she can't be shown again or that she's dead from a carrot to the cervix well you see blood when she finally gets out of the bathtub you see blood come out of her mouth so i'm assuming she's dead i mean you would bleed but you don't bleed from the mouth to to the cervix i think that was because of her getting slammed against the wall i think that's what that was supposed to be in reference to i, I don't i don't know which Maybe. way it meant but i think that the blood like just was their way of being like yeah she's dead i i don't i, I don't think that, it's necessary i think it's lazy be. i think it's lazy it's lazy. yeah yeah i agree yeah. it's it's the, it definitely the low point. Her. it's the low point of the movie for sure Sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I yeah, I would like to see that, a cut without the scene bad. and just like a different way for her dying. And I think that this movie would improve quite a bit. Yeah, I I definitely could have done without that because that, like I said, I I didn't actually have a terrible time with this movie. I expected that I would, and I really yeah. didn't. But that was very much the lowest point of the movie for me i don't think it needed to be there i don't think it added anything to it 
No, uh, I, I don't object actually to rape scenes in movies if they add something to the plot. There are rape revenge movies that I like. There are movies with rape scenes that I enjoy quite a lot, uh, depending on how the rapes are portrayed and how they're handled. Sometimes I think that that's quite appropriate and quite good. This is definitely, definitely not one of them. I did not appreciate that. And I think that they should have just cut that out and had um, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck killed in some other way that was not sexual. And I think that would have improved this movie quite a bit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Troy, are you there? Yeah, absolutely. No, I was making sure that you all were uh, just uh, done discussing the grossest part about this movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, I don't hate this movie. I just think that this is like the worst part of it. Yeah, no, 100% for sure. Yeah. Uh, we need to move yeah, on. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I just, I don't. No worries. We I got the on. last parts of this movie and it, and it's just the last this this is the last 20 minutes now of this movie and i have it yeah let's move into that compressed so let me go through the last 20 minutes the best bits that i picked out from start to finish finish being the end of the movie so after that we have the sheriff the agent scientist FBI guy Marlin a couple other people have their last fight against Jack Frost here's the lowdown compressed version from start to finish someone looks at Jack Frost and says oh my god and Jack Frost responds nah bitch couldn't make it took a drink it <laughs> So Jack Frost got his head knocked off and put his put it back on and said, made in America. Don't know what that was in reference to. I guess because he's from America. I don't understand that that's a clever punchline, but he said it. Um, <laughs> there's a part where the agent, when they're in this, when they're in the sheriff's department, he's like, what's this building made out of? Who fucking cares? Like what? <laughs> That made me laugh so hard. Like, what's this building man? That's well, that doesn't matter. I mean, it's probably like wooden plaster, but thanks, man. Yeah, just like a regular building. And um, Jack Frost at that point uh, melts underneath the door of the station. And one of my favorite bits is they try to shoot the puddle of water, and then someone responds, "It's not working," like you thought that shooting. A puddle of water would do anything. Um, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever shot water? Because I felt like shooting water at some point. <laughs> but it, not stopping anything. Uh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that, this whole scene reminds me of the raptors trying to open a door in Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, I really want, like, a cut of this part oh, of Jack God. with the raptor music where, like, they're learning how uh, to use doors. I don't know if I would group this in with Jurassic. I love Jurassic Park. No, Jurassic um, Park is a masterpiece. In this it's a masterpiece. This is nowhere near a masterpiece. <laughs> but like when I saw it, I immediately thought of like that weird tense music of like the raptor opening the door in the kitchen. 
which right. is just as you're as a kid, it's just fucking terrifying. So yes. Like, I was just thinking of like that puddle going under the door, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Okay. So meanwhile, that yeah. puddle under the door, I just went, this is the plot of the secret world of Alex Mack. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about that, yeah. Like, yeah, so like if you're my age, like late 30s, mid 30s, and you saw Nickelodeon, there was a show called The Secret World of Alex Mack about a girl who I guess was exposed to some sort of nuclear, like, or I don't know, some I'm not sure, some power thing. I don't know. Uh, but she had all these superpowers, and one of them was that she could, uh, turn into water and i saw one episode of this so i spent the night with a a friend who had cable and it was an episode where alex mack turned into a puddle of water and could go under <laughs> what under like a door and listen to people and i saw this this part where jack frost turned into water and went under a door and i went oh my god they're ripping off alex mack <laughs> like that I enjoyed this bit probably more than I enjoyed any of the rest of the movie. Sure, sure. So, after the Alex Mack scene, um, and he says it's not working, you find out Jack Frost hates hair dryers. Um, and then you find out they have a ton of like bug spray and hairspray there, like stashed, which they, you know, use to try to like fill this room up with the aerosol so they can like blow it up and then they eventually get out of the where they the room is it's like their holding area like their cells and they eventually get out of there and then the fucking guy outside the agent it's like did someone remember to put out the cat what does that mean i've never heard that as a figure of speech there's not a cat in this whole movie i don't know what that means but he said it like it was like a really important thing Explosion I mean, doesn't just, man just remember to put out the cat, all right. I'm sure. Um, the explosion doesn't kill Jack Frost. <laughs> he puts himself together after that, he's kind of mismatched, and he's like, Look, mom, I'm a Picasso. And then after that, he says, <laughs> I'll be back when I pull myself together. <laughs> and then it goes into where the scientist is like Jack Frost the, about the acid, and he's like it would save humanity from a global holocaust i don't think that's a poor choice or i don't i do think that's a poor choice of words yeah. and then he says this means a, after all the stuff happens that means a soul exists then there's a part where jack frost comes and back as a giant ball it apparently generates enough seismic activity to shake the ground and then you find out jesus christ there's like seven fucking hair dryers handy just happen to be that many hair dryers available and i have like 15 in my room right now so. sure um there's a part in the like after that where jack frost randomly says don't eat yellow snow like it's not in reference to yeah. anything that's happening why why has anyone eaten yellow snow? No, there's not I mean, even anything yellow. At no point. No. I mean, yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> um, and then after that, you find out they they hit Jack Frost with the bag of the oats, which you find out has antifreeze in it per the kid. 
Um, cause the kid's a psychopath putting antifreeze in some oats. Like he thinks it's an ingredient. Um, then the fucking cop says the snowball joke for the third time, except he says, what's the difference? And he says, no balls. That's whatever. Then he eventually tackles Jack Frost out of like a second story window into the bed of a truck that is filled with antifreeze. And then the they dunk the kid in there because the arm is still not destroyed and they dunk the kid in there to kill the arm. And then, very last thing, the priest like blesses the antifreeze yeah, and they but... bottle it and then the bottle start to bubble, which um, imply a slur or tease a sequel, which a sequel does happen. I've actually never fully watched the sequel. It takes place in a tropical area. So fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but it takes place in a tro- and it's it is also directed by Michael Cooney, the same director, and also stars, to my understanding, um, Scott McDonald or not Scott McDonald. No, no, it does, and also Christopher Allport. So it's, it stars both of them and maybe some others. I choose to believe the same island that Jack Frost went to is the island that uh, Milton from Office Space went to at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> I love Office Space. I, I, I put Trickman in the guacamole. Yeah, so he just like fucks with Milton until Milton just fucking burns him. Yeah. That's fair. So that's okay. Jack Frost. That's, if you all have any comments or any, anything to add yeah. to that. Yeah, we're, so like who gonna, is it that as he rolls up on him is playing Dixie? With the guy with the, the truck. truck. Yeah, the truck plays Dixie every yeah. time. Da, 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 da. That's the that's the discount ammo guy. Okay, but yeah. why? <laughs> he's yeah. no, because he's a, a piece hazard of reference. I guess so. But it's also like, really? Yeah, you do you really want to play the song of losers while you're fighting someone? But what I mean, that's cool. I don't think they were thinking about that at the time. No, they never think about the fact that they lost. <laughs> no. Also, like, I I guess it's the the sci-fi guy who like worked for the the chemical people. I don't know. I I don't know who anybody in this movie is. But right before he puked up, Jack Frost. Yeah. Yes. He looked like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> he's like, he's, his whole throat, like, like <laughs> that's my only note is like mitch mcconnell that's hilarious <laughs> mitch right, mcconnell get... and then why did the dukes of hazard just hit jack frost which i think is a perfect uh compliment of those two things yeah right, so let's agreed Horrible movie, Troy. Horrible, horrible movie. Absolutely not the horrible. worst thing I've seen. It's not the worst thing I've seen at all, ever. No, really. not at all. I enjoyed watching it, and it, it was fun. Let's get into our final thoughts. Hannah, give us your final thoughts of this movie. Oh, final thoughts. Uh, I don't think that I would sit and watch this on purpose. But, again, it, it wasn't the worst thing that I've ever seen. It wasn't even the worst thing that I've seen this month. Uh, it was pretty much what I expected. One liner, like 
dad joke kind of stuff is never gonna be my thing but it it had some funny stuff i enjoyed seeing boo boo kitty fuck i enjoy seeing people not understand how quilting works uh i enjoy feeling superior to people who don't know how um building fires works and it was you know kind of entertaining to see like watching people trying to outsmart the cycle of water because was like hey i remember learning about this in like the second grade <laughs> how do you get around this this is kind of interesting uh again wouldn't probably sit and watch it but this is five out of five good job troy <laughs> what's your rating out of 10 though give us your rating out of 10 I, I said five, or I'm sorry, five out of ten. That's what five I Five out of ten, okay. Sorry, I'm, wow, five look, out of five. I've had an entire bottle of wine and uh, two Five vodkas. out of five seemed very complimentary. Oh, me. that, that If was, you have that a whole was... bottle of wine before this movie, it's a five out of five <laughs> out of ten. I don't know. Well, she almost got high for it, so I think it would have been a, a ten out of ten. Man. Yeah, five <laughs> like, out of right. ten, sorry. I'll, I'll go next. Sure. Uh, so... This movie is so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, it is. I don't mean that as an insult. Like, it's just. No, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just fucking stupid. Like, it, it is. It is stupid. You know, like, it, I enjoy watching a stupid movie every now and then. And <laughs> Me too. This was the perfect movie for, like, if you just want to, like, just not get absorbed and try to, like, you know, really, like, observe and critique something like this movie is not that right um, so it's a real fun movie for me every once in a while every once in a while i reiterate that uh, i think it's a great drinking game i drank during it i did not play a game i will say that uh but yeah like, for me it's about a six and a half out of ten like it, it's not a it's not a bad movie by any means but it's not a great it's not a masterpiece sure uh troy all right so i just, had a, I just drank another sip of my drink um okay so as far as this movie's concerned i have a lot of history with this movie personally so i'm gonna give it two ratings as far as an actual rating of the movie and it's rating on how good of a movie it is i'm gonna say like a four and a half five out of ten as far as how much i enjoy the movie it's like eight and a half nine out of ten as far as my enjoyment of the movie so whereas i recognize recognize this as a a, a bad movie like it's not good I still find so much enjoyment out of this movie. I have such a good time every time I watch it. And it is even better. It is amplified when I can sit and watch with people who've never seen it, who I would hope enjoy the same sorts of movies like that. So, uh, and then can watch it and are like, what the fuck did I just watch? It's really funny. It's a great time. It's good. What's your rating? 
oh, but well, yeah, my my rating is about four and a half, five out of ten, and then then uh, my personal enjoyment is about an eight to nine out of ten. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, he's doing my thing. That's fair. No, that's a that's a very important difference. Like what you enjoy and what you think it deserves. Sure, absolutely. All right, so that brings us to the end of Jack frost so our next episode where we're all three together it's going to be our top five slash ten so we're going to do a top ten but we're only going to do the first five for the first half hour it'll replace our uh like what we've been watching and then the next hour and a half will be our top five really quick uh can i tell you two pieces of trivia about this movie that kind of like took me took took me off guard yeah that's okay so one actor who read for the role of jack frost pulled a knife at his audition (laughs) he didn't get the role um actually three pieces uh originally uh, there was a 30 million dollar budget for this movie directed by the guy who directed cliffhanger deep blue sea and nightmare in elm street part four that didn't happen and then lastly, it's tra- I don't know. I'm not trying to say I laughed at this, but I did laugh at this. It's tragically ironic that Christopher Allport, the sheriff, was killed in an avalanche. <laughs> I just it's that was a part of the trivia. And I'm like, why is that the trivia? But I just thought I would mention it. Um <laughs> yeah, that's a few pieces of little, you know, information about the movie, I guess. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the end of Jack Frost. So for our next episode, we will be doing our top 10 horror movies of 2022. So it's going to be kind of interesting because like if we don't, kind of like this episode, we'll be going past two hours if we do all 10. So the first half hour will be our top five, or not our top five, but our first five, like 10 to five. Yes. Um, and we'll just kind of go through that real fast. Like, hey, this is my 10, this is my nine, this is my eight. And then uh, from that point to the next hour, when we're done, will be our top five. So we're given a double amount of time for our top five. If that All makes right. sense. Yeah. So we'll have that towards the end of January. Um, and then here soon, you ought to hear from us about our finally our last Jason Friday the 13th episode. <laughs> It'll be a good one because those are all like enjoying to me, enjoyable. Yeah, they are. They're, they're better than they're better than the last ones. I'll give yes. you that. I, I like the new blood, but that's just me. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So until then, uh, just follow us on social media if you like what you heard. If you liked it, I just said heard instead of heard. Uh, go ahead and follow us too. But until then, I am Stephen. I'm Hannah. I'm Troy. And we'll see you next time.
This podcast was made by horror fans like yourself. Intro music by Aaron Burcham. <laughs>